Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 240. Hey, my Richers, I'm Hayut, and I hope you are starting a great new week. My guest today is Michael Canavo, the founder of the super successful electric motorbike company, Super 73. Michael Canavo started his career on social media. He was able to infuse his own understanding of viral content, social platforms, and demographic interests into Super 73, causing it to accelerate the growth and visibility of the company. As the company grew, so did his social media presence. With 500,000 followers online, Michael has been able to pull back the curtain on what life is like within Super 73 how the company has succeeded, and where it is going next. Michael Canavo, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on your podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Definitely. I think, you know, my passion comes uh, from creating things that haven't been created. So whether that's through marketing or, or products, it's, it's all about bringing something new to the table and, and looking at it with a fresh set of eyes. Does it mean creating things that haven't been created? Yeah. So for me with Super 73, I think it's very important that when we market our bikes and we sell our bikes, uh, that we're doing it in a way that is um, authentic, a way that, you know, other people aren't necessarily doing it. So we, we get really creative when we, when we market what we do, you know, we have a really young team here and, and as a result, it's, it's really changed the image of the company. Um, you know, we don't market like a traditional bike company. We are way more connected to, um, you know, the youth culture, generation Z, um, really working to create a product that fits into their lifestyle. Tell me a bit about your career path. What have you done? How did you come to this uh, company? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we founded Super 73 back in 2016. Um, it was built on the uh, on the ashes of a couple failed businesses. <laughs> um, but it was it was about finding the right product for the right time. So um, we hadn't had any hits, but we thought, hey, let's make something that we want. And so we electrified a uh, like a 1970s style mini bike, uh, changed a few features of it updated it, modernized it. And here we are five years later, uh, we just crossed over a hundred employees. Um, wow. we, you know, are delivering to almost every country in the world at this point. Um, tens of thousands of, of bikes are going out, um, you know, regularly. Uh, so it really has started a little bit of a, an electric bike revolution. There's a lot of companies following suit and, uh, the, the electrification of light urban mobility has, has really begun. Wow. Who are your customers, mainly youth? 
Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we started very young. We were a millennial founded company for the most part. And so we just kind of attracted the people who were like us. Uh, we never really thought about, about finding new markets. It was about just finding people who wanted to ride the bike. Hmm. And we ended up realizing that was a lot of young people. But as the company grew, um, we were, we realized we were really missing quite a bit of riders out there, you know, Gen X, um, uh, baby boomers uh, and, and upwards. We thought, Hey, we need to diversify and find a vehicle that fits for their lifestyle. And so, um, over the last year or so, we've been working to, you know, release new products that fit more parents, grandparents, uh, and, and kind of expand that, that range. So right now we're serving, um, anyone from 14 years old up to 94 years old. It's been a blast. Hmm. Being an entrepreneur, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that's listening to us right now, mainly regarding customer focus and customer approach? Definitely. I think our connection to the customer has helped us a lot. Um, you know, we, have a, we, we sell directly to the consumer. We don't really go through dealerships or retail stores too much. So we have a direct line of communication with the customer. And one of the biggest things that is benefited our company is that, um, you know, we actually hire from the community. So we hire customers all the time. We have about a dozen employees here who started off as customers and eventually joined the family. And mm-hmm. that's allowed us to really stay in touch with our customer base. So, um, you know, we have these, these ambassadors of, of the community that are working within the building now, and they are a, a really a direct line to how we're making decisions, how we're servicing our customers and how we're expanding our product line. Wow. So your best advice would be? Listen to the customer. Uh, really, really engage with them. Really kind of uh, bring them into the fold. Hmm. I know you've got successes. You already told us a bit about it and we'll talk about it in a minute. But I would like to ask you to tell us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? I think, you know, a matter of, of really understanding what they want. I think early on, we kind of had this idea of what we wanted to do. And we kept trying to, to insist to our customers, hey, this is what you want. This is the product for you. Mm. And, you know, we're missing a few key features. Uh, we were missing some things that were really important to them. And as a result, uh, you know, we heard that directly from the customers. And I think it really changed our our the way that we view our products, the way we view our even from designing it to prototyping to testing it, we really engage with the customers now. And, and you know, we didn't initially. And I think there are a few missteps on those early bikes where we could have grown a lot if we had listened to more of the feedback early on. Hmm. Love that. And now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? Absolutely. You know, I think um, we recently released a bike called the ZX. Um, okay. It's not, not necessarily too, it's not necessarily too remarkable of a product, but it is a perfect product for a demographic that was asking for it for a long time. We really took into, uh, into account what customers were saying in the comment sections, what they were saying on reviews. We put together a giant board of those comments and we designed a bike off of that board. 
So we took everybody's feedback, everybody's complaints, everybody's positivity, um, things they loved about it, things they hated about it, things they wanted to see. And we brought as many of those features into a bike as we could. And that really created something so magical because it fit exactly what our customer was looking for. And when we released that bike, it was positivity across the board. Everybody was so happy. The customers were happy. Our design team was happy. You know, the, the whole company was feeling good about it because we got to see for the first time, this is a direct reflection of listening to what the customer wants. And is it a huge success or you don't know yet? Oh, it's it's been a big success. It's one of our best-selling bikes this year. Um, we've reached new demographics. We have people riding Super 73 that were never riding before. Um, we are engaging with new audiences for the first time. It's really expanded what our company does because we were able to offer something that that really fit the needs of, of our customers. So how do you actually develop a product for Gen mm-hmm. Z and for baby boomers and uh, Gen X? Yeah, together. It's, it's, I mean, I guess they have different comments, different needs, different wants. Yes, yes. Gen Z uh, and millennials, they want cheap and uh, they want fast. You know, it's, it's about um, the thrill, not only being able to save some money and brag about how much money you saved, but it's also about, um, hey, does this thing bring my life value? Does it bring my life adventure? And, and for, you know, the other end of that spectrum, baby boomers, It's really about like, is this thing quality and does this benefit my life? And so we had to meet all of those needs. We had to be cool. We had to be fast. We had to be affordable. We had to be economic. Um, and so plugging all those features in and kind of finding that really beautiful middle ground where you could see a 14-year-old on this bike and you could see a 74-year-old on this bike and they both look like they're having a blast. That's what we wanted. We wanted something that would fit into their lifestyle. So it's lightweight compared to our other bikes. It's easy to use. There's not a lot of switches. It's very simple. Turn it on, turn it off, ride, go. Um, it's a very elegant product in its simplicity, and we really love it. Amazing. Michael, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus marketing or sales? However... I'm not looking at the last Chinese tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Interesting. You know, I, I think my answer is going to be very different from the, the average answer um, because I have to tell you, one of the biggest tools that has worked for us has been our engagement on social media. Um, downloading all of the apps. I know it can be a lot for a business to, to jump into that world and, Um, it's very scary. You know, we see it damaging right. businesses sometimes, people engaging on social media. But what I did is, is I went out and I, I, I wanted to grow our TikTok presence. TikTok is an app that is really primarily for Gen Z. It's about sure. 94, 95% Gen Z. So we, we wanted to infiltrate that app, but we wanted to do it correctly. So we went out and found a really creative, talented 18-year-old guy who, who had built his own following, had his own audience. Um, and I said, hey, Liam, here's our TikTok account. Can you create content for us? And our TikTok account is a huge success. We have you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of views, and people are wow. engaging with our brand, and it's not an advertisement. 
it's an honest, organic engagement. Liam is talking directly to our customers. There's no ads. There's no taglines. There's no, we're not pushing products. Liam is just having fun making silly, lighthearted content on that app under the name Super 73. And it is growing our audience massively every day. Wow. I'm a true believer in, uh, in using social media for engagement, purely engagement. I think it's, the, it's really the benefit of this tool. We forget it sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can meet so many people where they're at. You can find people where they least expect it. You know, if we do a project on TikTok or, or on Instagram, it, it has the ability to show up on anybody's page. And you can find a new audience simply by making a really cool piece of content. Hmm, that's right. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Hmm, that's a, that's a, that's a really good question. It's a big one. Um, you know, I, I would say... It is our ability to understand where we've misstepped. Hmm. Um, it's our ability to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, we could have done this better. The, what I love about this company is there are no egos here. It's very easy to walk into a room and get to the bottom of an issue because everybody wants what's best for the company. Nobody is worried about um, nobody's worried about their job. Nobody's worried about losing their job if they're trying hard. And, and this has always been a safe place to try new things, experiment, put it out there. If it doesn't work, Hey, let's regroup and figure out what went wrong. And so when we talk about super 73 success, it's that we've been quick. We've been quick to make decisions. We've been quick to make corrections. We've been quick to, uh, pivot and change the way we're doing things. Even if it's not how we've done things before, because we're open to new ideas. And every day that somebody new comes through those doors, we're excited and eager to hear their ideas. Mm -hmm. And so it's this constant evolution of, of growth. And I think that's been a massive success factor in our company in that anybody can come in with any idea and it's a valid idea that we're willing to listen to. Love that. I think it's a great factor to success. Thank you. My final question is my mountain question. And as our listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. Mm -hmm. You know, step after step after step. And then when you reach the peak, usually you're looking to climb a higher peak. Sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some stage, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you. Whether you ever climbed the mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? Absolutely. I love this metaphor. I think it's, it's, really, it's really thoughtful. Um, you know, for us personally, uh, when I do anything, you know, whether it's, it's going on a hike or climbing or, or walking or doing a project, all I want to do is finish it. I become so obsessed with it that I want to go and, and, and complete it in one day. I want to do everything in one day. I want to hike to the top in one day. Hmm. And what Super 73 has taught me is that that is the quickest way to destruction. It is the quickest way to exhaustion. It's the quickest way to miss very important things. You know, you can be hiking up a mountain and, and because of my eagerness to finish sometimes you miss the greatest views and you miss the most important moments. And I think, you know, in, in regards to super 73, 
we've been very slow to climb the mountain. We've taken our time. You know, we didn't go out and get an investment right away. It was a long process. We made camp multiple times on the on the trek up the mountain. And because of that, we had a really healthy experience. We got to take in all the views along the way. We got to take in all the successes. We got to learn from all the losses because it's not a sprint. It's a really slow climb. And that's what it's taught me is that a slow climb can be really beneficial if you allow yourself to take the time to get to the top. Not everything has to be a rush. Mm -hmm. Not everything has to be a sprint. You can take your time and that's just as valid. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Michael, what is Super 73? Where is the name from? Uh, the name comes from our, our, you know, our history. I think there's a lot of ways that we cut this name up, but you know, the oil crisis, the gas crisis in the U.S. Uh, happened in 1973. Um, it was it was the year hmm. of people getting out of their cars and and starting to walk or starting to take like you know different forms of transportation. Right. Um, you know, and and super comes from our desire to just excel, succeed. Uh, you know, we wanted to be fun. We wanted to be lighthearted. We also wanted to be aggressive. We wanted to be racing and. And the term super is, is, you know, in the U.S., it is such a, a heavy word. Super can be, you know, anything from Superman to um, that's a super fun time. So having, you know, the term super in front of it really kind of paved the way for, for people to find us. Mm. And the last question is, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can always find us at www.super73.com. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Michael Canavo. It's just one word. Um, I share a lot of my adventures there, a lot of the successes, a lot of the losses. I, I try to keep people updated because it is a, a really fun behind the scenes look at the business. So we will have the links in our show notes uh, for this interview. And Michael, I would like to thank you so much for being here. It has been really a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was a really wonderful way to start my day. Thank you for the time. Thank you for allowing me to talk to your listeners and, and getting to share our story. And have a great day. Thank you. Take care. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.